Super Talk Mississippi media production. Joining us now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, Jeff Tarpley. Been covering the Aggies for a long time for Giggum 24-7. Going back and looking at, at last year's game, Mississippi State versus Texas A&M. You know, that was a game where Kellen Mond was, that may, may have been one of his best games of, of the season, was really efficient passing the football, ran the ball very effectively, was responsible for five of AM's seven touchdowns on the day. I guess my question is this if Mississippi State is able to affect Kellen Mond, is, does AM have the pieces around him to win if he does have an off day? I think a lot of AM's season will be determined by Kellen Mond, how he goes, the team will go. But the Aggies now have enough uh, around him so that if he's not playing well, they can they can do enough things to where they can move the ball effectively enough to where they can put points on the scoreboard and enough points to win. And also keep in mind, unless he's turning the ball over, uh, the defense should be able to hold up just fine. This is a defense that ranked fifth in the SEC in rush defense last year. They should be even better this year because they return – eight of their ten top tacklers. So I don't think that I, I don't think they'll be quite as dependent on him as they might appear to be on the surface to most folks. And then, you know, we you mentioned that that defense. The question I've been asking everybody when we do these opponent previews is this with Mike Leach coming to Mississippi State, how, how does the A and M secondary look? A&M secondary is probably going to be better this season. They've got more pieces in place, or at least they should have more pieces in place. Uh, the cornerback play should be better. Uh, A&M had a, they've had multiple injuries in the secondary the last couple of years. They've had to go young at some spots. But you should have improvement from, from a guy like Damani Richardson, who came in, started off, you know, I think, 11 games last year at safety. He was quite competent against the run. He should move into that, be more of that this year against the pass. The cornerback situation, junior college transfer Brian George should upgrade the position. Miles Jones is a veteran there. Elijah Blades, if he can hold up from an injury standpoint, that's a guy who, if he can just be on the field, will make the position better. Also look out for freshman Jalen Jones, who's a really highly touted kid out of the San Antonio area who was rated as a five-star by 24-7 as a safety. And he's a phenomenal safety, but he's going to be a really, really good cornerback, too. And a and is going to play him there. So I think from that standpoint, all the pieces should be better uh, just simply because they've added more talent and experience over Jimbo Fisher's tenure in College Station. Jeff, since this game, uh, or I should say since Texas A&M came into the SEC back several years ago, this series with Mississippi State and A&M has been, been pretty equal. I know on this end, oftentimes the game is looked at every single year going in as a toss-up. Just curious, what's kind of the, the viewpoint of the Mississippi State game from, from the Texas A&M side of things? A&M fans believe this is a game that they should win every year because they should be able to out-recruit Mississippi State and have better players on the field. They, it shouldn't be an even series if that's going on. A&M has landed multiple top ten classes since they've been in the SEC, and, and two of them since Jimbo Fisher has joined the program, and they're on track to land the third straight top ten class this season. Mississippi State is underrated in terms of the talent that it brings into its program, but 
every year on, on a consistent basis. This is a game that, because of the talent discrepancy, that A&M fans believe they should win, let's say, eight or nine times out of a 10-year stretch. When you look back at last year's game, Kylan Hill had a, a really good game against Texas A&M, and the state actually ran the ball pretty effectively. You know, it was just in in the air they were so ineffective against, or ineffective, I guess I should say, uh, against Texas A&M. Is that rush defense a little bit better this year? We, we talked a lot about the secondary at the beginning there. What's the rush defense look like for the Aggies? I, I think they'll miss Justin Matabuki, uh, the NFL drafty, a little bit because he was a, he was a guy with with great hands, great technique good get-off, who could make plays behind the line of scrimmage. But A&M's recruited really, really well at defensive tackle. They should be able to roll out enough pieces there to protect the linebacker core, which returns both Anthony Hines and Buddy Johnson. Both those guys are really good at reading blocks and playing downhill. They combined for 20 tackles for loss last year. Uh, Mike Elko's scheme, he really understands how to scheme your reads on offense so that you keep handing the ball off into traffic up front and your running game doesn't go very far. That wasn't the case last year. But uh, I think from going forward, as he gets more confidence in that secondary, they play fewer two high coverages to protect the secondary, I think you'll see A&M's run defense get even better. You've been covering Texas A&M for a long, long time, back into their Big 12 days, so you've got some familiarity with Mike Leach. Just give us an idea of what you think in year one Mike Leach is going to look like at Mississippi State. What should Mississippi State people be looking for in year one? You know, Leach's system, the air raid really isn't a complicated system. Uh, it's, it's basically like the triple option. There's the same reads and the same plays, but they just run them out of a bunch of different formations. Now, it usually takes Leach a year to really adjust. So uh, I think the first season might be a little more problematic than what most Mississippi State fans are used to based on that track record. But quite honestly, he's not going to be held back by the offense if they get everybody on the same page. It's just a different way of doing things. And if they can make that adjustment... They've got the talent, especially after what happened last year with uh, all the NCAA stuff and people having to sit out games. That that happened a lot of, uh, if I remember correctly, the Bulldogs had a lot of guys sit out against A&M. They did. Uh, they, they could definitely surprise people, and they could make that game in Starkville tougher, I think, than what some A&M fans are presuming, at least at this point in time. Yeah, should, should be an interesting game. I always feel like, you know, Auburn and Texas A&M are the two games I always circle for Mississippi State. And if they're you know if they're two and zero in those games, that's a great season. If they're one and one, all right. And if they're zero and two, you're going to struggle to get to a bowl. That's what happened last year. Two years ago, they were two and zero. So we'll see what happens this year when the Aggies uh, come to Starkville. Don't know when that's going to be yet, but we'll figure that out, I guess, as we go along. Jeff Tarpley, man, thanks so much for joining me. Always glad to have you on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.